Hello, dear people who just uh, zoomed into my podcast. Uh, I'm going to introduce you a very special person. She's the only queen bee coming from America, California, exactly, to uh, Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Uh, she's the owner of a honey company, and she's doing other sweet things. Let me just introduce you to the one and only Jen Katsev. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So, yeah, what can you tell about yourself? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> So, where do I start? Oh, let's say, let's start, where, you, where do you come from and how did you get in Bulgaria? What was your reason to go to Bulgaria? Let's start with those two questions. Sure. So, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I moved to California, specifically the Bay Area, at a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, and before meeting my husband... I was working at a private equity firm. So basically what we did was raise capital from Bay Area investors, maybe like tech people or business owners to invest in commercial real estate in mm -hmm. other higher cash flow regions of, Cal of the country. And, and when I Bay met my husband... Hmm? Sorry, the Bay Area, for people who don't know about American geography, this is uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco? San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Although I did go to school in Los Angeles, so I've lived in both NorCal and SoCal. And the funniest thing about California is when people fly into SFO, the San Francisco International Airport, uh -huh. they're there with their flip-flops and their shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> and I think the souvenir shops do really well because you will discover that California is a very long state. It is very mm -hmm. cold in San Francisco. <laughs> um, so not okay. all California's beaches. Anyway, um, so coming back to... Okay, so I met my husband mm -hmm. while I was working at this company. We met online, mm -hmm. and he That's so modern. <laughs> it's so modern Very to meet your partner online, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so, huh, where do I go from here? So I met my husband, mm. uh, who was a cybersecurity engineer, and on our wedding day fast forward <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah no but you already yeah. told it was your husband so there should yeah. be a wedding so fast somewhere forward to our wedding day, <laughs> his parents symbolically gave us the deed the papers to the family properties to symbolically uh -huh. include me in the family's assets uh -huh. and one of those properties happened to be a farm in Sokolica, which mm -hmm. is near Karlovo. Mm -hmm. and that farm happened to have an apiary on it an apiary mm -hmm. meaning a bee farm yes now beekeeping okay. in my husband's family for four generations since 1920 mm. cool. and every single generation it's been passed down from wedding to wedding to wedding until our wedding now you'll notice that i've been saying the word symbolically a few uh -huh. times yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's they were not they, they, they didn't expect you to do anything with it it was oh, like wow. okay it's it's yours and well do whatever you want right i mean we had our careers there you know i've i'm an american born and bred girl mm -hmm. so uh, it was kind of like a spontaneous decision for Mitko. He's always wanted to help his mom mm -hmm. with the honey business, but fun fact is he's allergic to bees. So he yeah. never. Yeah, I see how that kind of, yeah, like for is an issue, let's say it like that. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> so risking his life to continue the family legacy, right? Uh -huh. um, he never saw himself actively helping his mom, but then at the same time, I thought this would be a really cool 
adventure. I was mm -hmm. ready for adventure. Um, I was actually the first one to quit my job a month after our wedding. Okay. And this was an interesting, uh, I mean, still it's an interesting decision. I mean, even though you, you, I mean, it sounds like a great adventure, but to quit your job, I mean, this is like cutting yourself up from, well, a means of, of income, let's say. So yeah. what did you, what, what was your thought? Let, let's go to the thought train there. Like, how did you thought like, oh, I'm, how am I going to replace that income? So, uh, yeah. <sighs> That's a good question. I uh, yeah, actually yeah. contracted for, for my former employer after quitting. Uh -huh. So I was making about half of the income that I was making previously mm -hmm. and Mitko was still working okay. and I also picked up an apprenticeship mm -hmm. with a financial planner who I knew through the you know finance industry. I yep. learned that she and her partner who was a mortgage broker happened to have 70 beehives on the side like in addition to these crazy financial careers. That's an income, interesting way of uh, like diversifying your income streams, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I figured she might need some help mm -hmm. <laughs> and she knew, liked and trusted me from the other industry. And so mm -hmm. I was making a little bit of income, very, very little, like minimum mm -hmm. wage, mm -hmm. a few hours a week, little, but I learned a lot from working with her. I mean, I, I figured it would be easier for me to learn beekeeping in English because my in-laws don't speak any English. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Learning a new skill in a new language is maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So cool. So you had like a kind of in-house training in California and then you kind of thought like, okay, now I still, I have it. So now I can use this knowledge to, to, uh, to expand on that. So yeah. question, question on that, because um, uh, in Bulgaria, beekeeping has been going on, like you say, for generations. Mm -hmm. And what made you think that uh, you could add to what, what, what are you adding to that? Because basically it's like, mm -hmm. I said, like, I'm a Dutchman and I go to France and I'm going to make wine. It's like, guys, yeah. people do that already. So what are you adding to that? Excellent question, Chris. A lot. And I think because um, several things. So first, most agricultural producers in Bulgaria are not registered. They mm -hmm. are not business people. They're farmers. They are intimidated by the idea of bureaucracy, paying taxes, um, having to have their facilities up to code, etc. Where does that come from, that fear? Do you know that? or? I think just there's a culture of avoiding taxes and cutting corners here. I don't know where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it's uh, from the communism times or something that people, yeah. like I know in communism that there were always two, there's like the official income and there was like an unofficial income yeah. uh, or an, an, an unofficial economy. So maybe, I, I'm just guessing here. So don't yeah. quote me on that. Don't put me on, I'm not an economist or something like that, but maybe it has to do with that. Just, I, I, sure. I was curious about what, what could, because normally you would say register yourself and uh, start to sell your, your stuff. Yeah. yeah. So the benefit of registering, see the problem here with these gray economy agricultural producers is that they are forced, they have a very limited number of buyers, basically mm -hmm. their friends and family who can pay cash, or if yeah. they want to sell volume, they're limited to these big bulk buyers who eventually export Bulgarian honey, homogenize it with oftentimes inferior quality honey, mm -hmm. and then package it as honey from the EU, and you never see Bulgarian honey on the label. Mm -hmm. and. 
um, Bulgarian honey is actually a very high quality product. And um, so, so what one of our company missions at Bulgarian Honey Company, which is a name we chose because we, we see it being an international brand. When people think of Bulgarian Honey, they think mm -hmm. of Bulgarian Honey. Now, um, our mission is to educate and educate agricultural producers, not just beekeepers, but all mm -hmm. businesses, really small businesses, about the benefits of actually registering because then you can actually get market value for your product and yeah. you can qualify for subsidies, which can grow your business. And we help mentor, guide, and give resources to people like um, uh, access to how to apply for subsidies, how to find an accountant, do accounting, handholding, you know, so it's not a scary process. So, so basically you're breaking a lance, if this is a, this is a Dutch proverb, I don't know if this is a English proverb, breaking a lance. Anyhow, so like, that means like you're like the forerunner of to 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 like by showing by example to to yeah. bulgarian companies like guys professionalize and then you can get more benefit out of the work that you're anyway doing is, is, yes. is that correct correct and you get taken seriously in the global economy mm -hmm. and and so why why is that you said that bulgarian honey is like of high quality does it mean it's better than for example dutch honey i don't know if there's a lot of dutch honey going on but but what do you mean by that it's of high quality why is it better it than the country's landscape itself. I mean, Bulgaria, as most people know, is just such fertile land and there's mm -hmm. just a handful of major cities and the rest is wild land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, okay. So that's because it's, it has a big uh, nature, diversity of yeah. flowers, maybe, of, 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 of plants. Uh -huh. Because okay. every different altitude, you have different types of herbs and things that grow. Uh -huh. And then there's okay. also very special honeys in Bulgaria. Like you have acacia honey um, and linden honey. Mm -hmm. Bulgaria and Romania are the only two countries that can produce up to 80% linden pollen con concentration honey. Wow. So because there's okay. just so many forests here. Um, honeydew honey or mana, manufmet, na bulgisi, mm -hmm. is a very unique honey and there's a mountain range called Stranja that the EU designated. So you know how sparkling wine from Champagne is the only... Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, Appalaché d'origine contrôlée, as they say it in France for their wines. Uh, like they have this... Wild or whatever, uh, I, was, yeah. I would say wines is like when your wine is a uh, Beaujolais, it should be there. And if you're like 100 exactly. meters out of that region, you can have great wine, but sorry, we cannot call it Beaujolais. So it's yeah. same thing with the honeydew honey from Stranja. Um, and countless other special varietals here you can only not only get in bulgaria well but anyway cool cool <laughs> so just buy honey from bulgaria it's, it's just great and it has a lot of different varieties so for every kind of honey good that's good to know uh, i just want to go back to you a little bit for you as a person and i want I mean, to continue answering your question first chris before i move on what's the oh yeah sure that? sure yeah so so the second uh big value add that we bring to bulgaria in or bulgarian honey Bulgaria overall is that our, our other mission is to share Bulgaria with the world and the world with Bulgaria through our honey company. Mm -hmm. So really putting Bulgaria on the map because prior to me meeting my husband, I didn't know where this country was. I knew nothing yeah, But about you're it. from America. You don't know this. Yeah. Do you mean, <laughs> sorry to say that, but <laughs> when I was in America, I said that I was from Holland and people, oh, Holland, Michigan. No. no <laughs> <really>. <laughs> or I had to pay and I say, oh, from, from, from Holland, which state is that? I said, that's a country. 
Yep. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> not okay, to. Okay, not, not, not that bad. You know, we're we're a little more educated, but I yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but this is like my exp I, my experience when I was in America that I really had to like show them on the map that there is such a country, but it's so small. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's like. Delaware or something like that but yeah it's yeah <laughs> you know more more states than Americans know countries anyway um so so yeah it's about sharing all of Bulgarian the wonderful natural resources mm -hmm. agricultural products and other things too craft products handmade products history culture true true, true. yeah no and then bringing that here too because a lot of Bulgarians by nature of it being a lower uh, economic country, many Bulgarians mm -hmm. never had the opportunity to travel, to experience the world, to leave the world. And so we also want to use our company as a cultural exchange and really expose people to foreign concepts, ideas, mm -hmm. um, evident in the way that we do marketing, in our products. We have fusion products inspired by different, you know, cultural things, ingredients, et cetera, um, and bringing a piece of the world to Bulgaria too. Cool. What are your, what are your results so far with that? Yeah. Or do you already have tangible results or, I mean, I know that you just started, but. Yeah. So some of our results are, um, I actually have a few products behind me. So we do collaborations with local craft products because uh, mm -hmm. we want to elevate all Bulgarian products. And so we do this with uh, gift baskets during Christmas. We did a Bulgarian local craft basket only. Mm -hmm. um, we partnered with a Bulgarian brewer to make mead. Ah, and cool. Get buzzed because you get buzzed when you drink it. Uh -huh. And um, this, for example, is one of our products. It's called uh, Hot, okay, and, hot numb. and Numb. Yeah. And it's made with Szechuan peppercorn and chili with Bulgarian honey. So every one of our labels has a little story mm -hmm. on the side oh, cool. that talks about what it was inspired by, what to pair it with. And this is kind of a cultural fusion between my husband and myself. And the pink color is literally like. <laughs> Like it really catches your yes. eyes. <laughs> yes, the pink color. Uh, um, we chose pink. People ask me all the time if it's my favorite color. It's not. Uh -huh. uh, we chose it because our three company values, our, our slogan, if you will, is love, happiness, and planet. Right mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And we thought that pink best represents this. So um, we've had mm -hmm. our honey, and we did successfully export our first palette of honey to the States. And ah, cool. our, have our honey available all over the world. We currently so Bulgaria is now competing with California right now on the honey market. Uh, well, pallet by pallet, but still. <laughs> yeah, and we, we ship all over Europe right now too. Cool. Ah, uh, that's good news. That's good news, and that's good news also for the people who can buy it. I mean, um, yeah. So so far about so let me now go back to the the personal question that I wanted to ask. Like, let's say five minutes. So what was your expectation, what do you think about, what, what did you know about Bulgaria and what did you expect to, to maybe land in? Because you know, you knew before you knew Bulgaria only through Mitko, who is Bulgarian. Mm -hmm. So what was your expectation and how much of it was true? The first time I visited Bulgaria was my first year dating him. I didn't really have any expectations, but when I visited Karlovo, it reminded me a little bit of my grandparents' apartment in Beijing, just mm -hmm. kind of older, simple. Mm -hmm. but what I really liked about it was uh, how personable people were. Everyone in his apartment building 
knew each other. They would say hello to each other. It was a really small town feel. Every one of the local shops and cafes knew each other. And I really liked that. I, the second time I came to Bolton, and that was only a two week trip. We, we did some sightseeing in the area. Okay. Only in Karlovov, like, did you really did like a Bulgaria road trip? We went to Sunny Beach. We went uh, to Sofia. I don't remember if we went to Plovdiv, actually. Uh -huh. Maybe we did for a very... I don't remember. But the second time I came to Bulgaria was for my wedding. Mm -hmm. So we had the wedding in Asenograd, which is right next to Plovdiv. Mm -hmm. And we... I took my whole family and friends to the Carlova Rose Festival. And that oh, was nice, nice. Yeah. We did our photo shoot there. It was really special. And that was pretty much it for that trip. Um, mm -hmm. The third time, which is when I moved, that we came to Bulgaria was right before Christmas. This was a little over a year ago in 2019. Mm -hmm. And during the first month, we stayed with Mitko's parents. Um, Interesting. <laughs> for an entire month yeah I mean it was a very small space for all of us but it was also a really bonding experience yeah, yeah. this is like it, it I could almost call it Stockholm but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so after that Mitko and I decided to find out where we wanted to live in Bulgaria and uh -huh. we decided to take a road trip around the entire country mm -hmm. so we started with Hisaria, Plovdiv, Sofia, Ruse, Velikotarnovo. Uh, I don't think we went to the seaside this time. We went to mm -hmm. like even Gabrovo and we, we went to a lot yeah. of locations around the country. And Plovdiv was our first destination actually. Mm -hmm. And when we were in Plovdiv, we met a bunch of people from the expat community because I found out about the Facebook group before I moved here. Uh -huh. And I, I would say the expats in Plovdiv Facebook group is probably one of the biggest reasons why I chose Plovdiv as my home. In addition to it being halfway between Karlovo and Sofia, it's mm -hmm. a very yeah. strategic business location for us too. But, yeah, and um, it's in the center of Bulgaria, basically. Well, if you south central, if we would say it like this, but because if you're really in the center, you'll probably end up in the middle of the mountains. But yeah, yeah, it's just beautiful here, and mm -hmm. the people. I, I chose it because of the people. And um, is there something that you miss, something that you're like, you know, I wish they had this in California, we had this, and uh, I wish that we had, it can be anything. It could be even like a, a behavior or a tradition, but something mm -hmm. that really you would like to, if you could take it, <laughs> take it like and export it here, then what would, yeah. what, what would be that? Probably good customer service. <laughs> are you dealing with Vivacom or something? <laughs> Sorry, well, are you dealing with Vivacom or A1? Or most of the time, the, I have. I, I, most if of I, Midco deals with them, but I deal with the migration office, of course. And uh, yeah, they're also very nice. Services. Yeah, yeah. Um, Immigration service. Yeah. <laughs> what you would think that they would have an English speaker at the migration office of all places? Yeah, took it Bulgaria. <laughs> This is Bulgaria. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I would also say efficiency. Like here, the government laws as a business owner are written to be as inefficient as possible so that you end up paying the most fines, fees, and paying bribes mm -hmm. even, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, versus in the States, well, you can still say that on a high level, but 
in general, laws are written to help business owners. <laughs> and in other countries, it's even better. So Okay. Okay. So if there's something from here, from Bulgaria, that you would like mm -hmm. to introduce in California, what would it be? And I'm not, not of course, besides your honey, because that's obvious, yeah. but <laughs> something that you, that you saw here and you're like, wow, I wish yeah. they did that in, in, in California where I live. I would say the charm. And you may find it in other small towns in the States. I mean, it's a big country, but mm -hmm. there's a certain charm here. And it could be the beautiful Roman ruins with the cobblestone roads. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, again, comes down to how personable people mm -hmm. are. Just how I feel very connected, mm -hmm. related. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's been very easy for me to connect with people here. And I would say the year that I moved here, even though it was during COVID, mm -hmm. has probably been the best social life I've ever had since graduating from uh -huh. school or something. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's a big compliment, actually. Especially, yeah, yeah seeing, the, seeing the, uh, the current situation. Um, how did your, your family, your friends, how did they react when you say, oh, I met my, my husband, by the way, we're going back to Bulgaria, we start a honey farm, ciao. <laughs> no, how did they so, like? Funny story, right? I have a sister who mm -hmm. moved to, she moved to Uganda the year ah, before. Okay, she broke the ice, she broke the, so yeah. She, okay. she took all the shock, right, from the family. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, she's only going to Europe. <laughs> She moved to Uganda for agriculture, so I moved uh -huh. to Eastern Europe for agriculture too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so your your parents, your your direct surrounding was not so much shocked that you make this decision, or less shocked for sure. Less shocked, like your sister took the brunt of that. Ah, cool. I wish I had such brothers and sisters. I had to take... <laughs> Oh, for me, it was like, it was very funny. You know that I uh, I lived before in Israel and in Ethiopia. Yeah. And then when I went to uh, Bulgaria, I was like, okay, I'm going to live in Bulgaria. And my, my parents were like, oh, phew, he stays in the EU this time. <laughs> 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 you know, like, at least there is some idea about you're still visitable or something. Like, you know, you're not, you don't have to like fly for 10 hours or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, as a last question, uh, I think this is, uh, I would like to use this as a closer. It's like, if there's anything, what would you like to change in Bulgaria? If you would have like the magic thing for one, for one day, you could change something in Bulgaria. What would it be? Mm -hmm. I would say there's an attitude that, how do I say this in the most respectful way possible? Mm -hmm. what, okay, the, the result that I would like to see, mm -hmm. that I would like to create proactively too is people have the experience of being in the driver's seat of their own lives that mm -hmm. they're not waiting for someone else some entity to hand them on a platter mm -hmm. whatever it is that they want in their own lives but that they really see themselves as capable responsible and, and powerful to mm -hmm. create so to change from to change from victim to responsible can i summarize it in that way that, yeah. that there's like and and how much chance do you see that this is really going to happen person by person uh-huh yeah of course yeah in every single conversation it it takes people to who have done the the self-development work to reach that level mm -hmm. and it's a conversation that spreads with more and more people true 
And, and how do you see the future in general of this country? I mean, I know that I said closer, but I think this is a, I just want to your vision on that. How do you see Bulgaria developing? I see a lot of positivity because being a part of this expats group with you, I've mm -hmm. seen a lot of foreigners move here. It's being perceived more positively. A lot of Bulgarians who've uh, left the country are now coming back. Yes, yeah, um, I see the same, yeah. Tech is growing in Sofia first, now it's coming to Blodiv. Um, and I think there's a lot more people who are, like, e even if you look in Plovdiv, right, what Kapana was six years ago versus now, yes. yeah. it's, it's attracting people. It was... So anyhow, uh, is there a last thing that you want to say to the watchers and the, or the viewers, I would say, yeah? the viewers, the viewers and the listeners, is there a last thing that you want to say to them, like, it's like from your heart, from your soul, whatever, something that's important for you and you want them to know or to hear? Um, visit Blodiv. Also, <laughs> I would say one of the biggest positives that I've had in my life is from coming here is really choosing things, I guess, um, how do I phrase this? Finding out what authentically makes me happy mm -hmm. and going with that. Because my whole life being in from the Silicon Valley has been money-driven, achievement, success-driven, looking good-driven. The American dream. Yeah, the American dream. That's what I breathe. I didn't know any different air yeah. until I moved here and life was slower and people are chill and mm -hmm. relaxed, you know? Um, I, <laughs> this is a very interesting thing that happened to me, but when I took a year off from the financial world, I felt more feminine. I mm -hmm. was very masculine before. Mm. And um, I think I'm just a happier person. So find out what it is that mm -hmm. you really want to do and go for it. That's why our company's slogan is be yourself. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. And thank, thank you, you for uh, appearing in my podcast. Uh, it was very nice to have you here. And uh, yeah, good luck with, um, with your honey company and all the other things you do. And... Good luck being yourself in Bulgaria and in Plovdiv <laughs> in special. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.